You guys are live. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello there. Welcome to our first live edition of Two Funny Astronauts. I'm one of your co-hosts, Garrett Reisman, and this is Mike Massimino. And uh, this is this is very momentous for us. But first, let me our disclaimer, of course. We're not claiming to be funny people. We're just funny for astronauts. So hold so us to that bar. standard. That's low right. bar. And today, <laughs> Garrett, we have our first Q&A, which means through the wizardry of modern technology, apparently we're going out on YouTube. Thanks to our producer, Jason, who I think is going to be joining us for the first time, asking right. us these questions, right? Yep. Jason, is that true? That is 100% true. I can confirm that. So Jason wow. Orr, our, our producer, is with us today. He's with us all the time. He just Jason, can't Jason. see him. Why don't, you, why don't you say something about yourself? Since our, our, viewer, our, our viewers have never uh, been introduced to you. Tell us uh, some, uh, you know, a, a factoid, some interesting thing from your past. Oh, you know, some uh, dark, deep secret or something. Oh, dark, deep, dark, deep secret. Uh, when I was 20, I started losing my hair after some girl said, you got great hair. She pointed at it. <laughs> and uh, I swear to God, that's the first day that I started losing it. And uh, I tried to cover it up for years. It did not work for me. And the first time I shaved my head, it was so botched. It was just, it looked like I was in some sort of scrap with something. I looked like a bad dog. I looked like some dog that was abandoned. There you go. <laughs> Dark secret number one. Congratulations. That wasn't, that wasn't okay. kind of like a fun fact. No, but, <laughs> no, no, but you know why? You know why, Jason? That was like the, I think that was the best thing that ever happened to you. Mm. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. I moved up. Yeah, but you haven't gone. You haven't shaved yours though. You you thinking of doing that? Uh, yeah, I do every. I do it quarterly. Quarterly? <laughs> yeah. You go completely shaved in your head? Quarterly? No, I mean I just I I, I, I I cut it low. You know, I go once every three four months. That's all I need to do. All okay. right. So guys, we got some great questions coming in, especially on our uh, YouTube feed. Okay, so I'm looking at this, and Joshua is asking whether either of you would consider an Axiom flight if asked. Wow. Do we have to pay the price, the thing? Or, 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 like, or is it for, like, if we're asked to go for free, there's a big difference. I don't, that part, I don't know. I don't know. But for the, for the sake of a hypothetical and Josh's question, I am going to say that it's free. All right, then yes. Uh, uh, the, I, I would certainly go the, um, in fact, I even had some, uh, talks with them about, I, I just, in the interest of full disclosure, I am a licensed Axiom agent. So if any of you want to get uh, a ride with Axiom up to the space station, call me operators are standing by <laughs> and you get, if you, if you call now, you get a free, uh, tote bag, uh, with your purchase of a ticket to the space station. So, uh, no, but seriously, I, uh, I, I think they're doing, it's a great company. They're doing great work. Our good friend, Mike Lopez-Alegria, is commanding the very first flight. A good friend of mine, Edton Stibe, is on that flight. Uh, and, um, uh, yeah, if, if I had a chance to go with them, especially with guys like that, yeah, I would I would sign up in a second. How about you, Mike? I would definitely go, um, and uh, I, would, I would go in a heartbeat, absolutely, especially under that model that they have where – if you're an experienced astronaut, you can go and if whatever, whatever that mission would be, I would love to fly with them. I think that they're a, a first class group of people and they're, they're, they're going to have some really good people already working with them. You know, you mentioned Mike LA, I think Peggy's going to be flying on the, mm -hmm. on number two. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would go in a heartbeat. Absolutely. I'd go with those guys. I don't know if I'd go like for, you know, just like, a uh, 
a ride up and down or anything like, you know, but getting a chance to go to the space station, which is, you know, I've never been to. So I would love to go for that for that reason That's as right. well. I've never been there. So I'd love to go. Oh, awesome. Now, so- on the other hand, if, if they were taking people to the Hubble uh, axiom, you know, with these mm-hmm. flights, then, then that would. You wouldn't go? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna Hubble. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I would go to Hubble. I don't know if they can get to Hubble though. They, they don't know if space can SpaceX get to that altitude, uh, Garrett. Yeah, uh, they have the performance. Mm-hmm. They could get there. Um, uh, you don't have an airlock really or a robot arm, so what you're gonna do when you get there, I'm not so sure. But you could take some nice pictures of it. Yeah. You can get up high. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay. All right, so I'm going to throw yeah, I'd love another, to fly with those guys. I'm going to throw in another question, okay, guys? So Jim Way, mm-hmm. who's ta- who, which is from our Twitter, uh, w- uh, Mike, when you ripped the handle off the Hubble, what were you mm-hmm. thinking might go wrong? Question mark. Rip the spacesuit, crack your helmet, break the telescope, something else. Uh, all of the above. <laughs> what I. <laughs> What I really was thinking, I don't know if Garrett, if I told the story of my uncle Frank with the, taking the, the oil filter off the car, yeah, and doing that. So I was thinking, I was thinking, I was my when my uncle got you know when he when he sprung loose an oil filter. I watched him do this when I was 10, 10 years old in a car. You know, he yanked on this 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 big uh, screwdriver that he put through the filter, so he had some leverage on it, and that's what I was thinking. Oh, this one's for you, Uncle Frank. But uh, yeah, I, I was worried about all those things. I wasn't I wasn't really so much worried about myself. Um, I, I was worried about damage to the telescope, but but um, I really wanted to get that hand. The handrail was blocking the uh, the pathway to fixing the telescope that day, to fixing this instrument. So I really wanted that thing out of the way. And really, that's what I was most concerned about was getting that thing out of the way so that we could uh, bring that instrument the uh, that we were working on back to life. Because we had spent, it was a very complicated repair. It was, it, we we were taking apart an instrument that was never intended to be taken apart before. That that we had we had planned this for years. A hundred new tools were invented for this one task, and uh, that's really what was going through my mind. I, I didn't think like I was necessarily in any danger, um, or I, I think I thought I could protect the telescope. But I what my major feeling was get that handle out of the way so we could do our job. That day. Mass, you know what I want to know is did did you get to keep. Did you keep that ha- handle? Did you get to keep no, it? No, Garrett, I didn't. You know, I've seen it a bunch. Uh, they, you know, they let me borrow it a couple times, believe it or not, <laughs> for my class. <laughs> it was on display at the Intrepid Museum. But uh, what I tell people is that, you know, uh, you know if you really want something, um, you should steal it because no one's going to necessarily <laughs> give you anything. So that's what – there was another thing on that – another thing on the telescope that uh, – there was a, a ground strap. We used to take the instruments out, you know, we would they were grounded with a ground strap and a bolt that would hold it, hold the ground strap in place. So the instrument was grounded for electrical issues. So we would release that ground strap and 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 put it put it you know, like under a little clip on the telescope. And mm-hmm. it was covered with a little cover. And the, the little it was a, the little cover said uh, you know, HST ground strap in the location. It was kind of cool looking thing. Anyway. In the simulator, in in, uh, in the pool, it was sewed into the it was sewed into the bottom of the telescope, right in the simulator, in the, in the in the pool. In space, it was just held on by tape, but no one told me. So I take this thing off to you know to, to reveal this clip, and it comes off in my hands. And so Uh-oh. you know what are we going to do? I put a I, they had a little like 
little hole in it sort of at the front of it like a handle so i was able to tether to it right away so i wouldn't lose the thing inside of the telescope i would i would have stunk so yeah. i tethered to it and i said i'm just going to bring this inside and they said yeah good idea so then we had this thing inside garrett i'm telling you it was really cool you know it's been inside the telescope for a lot yeah. of years at this point you know it was just like really cool looking thing I so said, you just kind of sure like have just kind of no that's the there. problem because i was like man i'd sure like to have this and uh i you know i handed in i don't know what happened to it so that's the way like to keep that like trash. No, you, you, you know what? It's because it's because it's because you keep telling people. I have whole modules of the space station in my garage. That, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. that was my follow up. <laughs> to don't tell anybody. You that take it back. Nobody's gonna notice. Yeah, yeah, no, we they would they would want that stuff back. But uh, no, I never got. I never kept any of that stuff. Do you I think you guys? You know, quick question. Do you think you guys could probably get like a either a a rocket or a space station the, the way they used to get jeeps back from world war ii just shipping it to yourself one piece at a time <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> i don't know i don't know yeah some no, of those pieces, they, they, they some of those yeah but right, the, so, the interesting part i i don't know like did you have stuff in your trash bag garrett did you ever put stuff in your stuff oh, yeah. in your trash bag on yeah did you keep that stuff or did you turn that in I, I have some of that stuff. Like I got uh, the wire ties that I used on my mini workstation. Mm -hmm. So we had these, the Russians, yeah. we, we came up with these really fancy things. The Russians mm -hmm. uh, came up with these things that are really useful. They just take like pieces of, it's like a clothes hanger. It's like copper wire that that's kind of like a clothes hanger that mm -hmm. you could bend around, has loops in the end. And it's great because you could use like twist ties. You could like put it on your thing and use them for tether points. And uh, we started using those. I kept a whole bunch of those. And, um, I still use them today in the, around the house. Uh, if I want to, like, if I have like an extension cord, I got to wrap up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're very useful. Yeah, yeah no, I have useful. one of those. I have one of those from a spacewalk, but that I think was okay to to, to keep. Yeah, because there was a you know as many of them and so on. But like even the stuff in the trash bag, like little pieces of you know, whatever we found, you know, a little piece of plastic came over something. They wanted us to turn all that stuff in, and you know that you know oh we should have kept. But everything we we turned everything in. I mean, when it comes oh, down no. to it, it sounds like oh, I'd really like to have this. Stuff. You don't screw around with that stuff. Everything. No, you do. In. We stole lots of stuff. I got one of they the. They did. Uh, what, what else did you steal? I got one of the <laughs> command and control computers. <laughs> they got. Th and they're not going to notice if one is missing. Yeah, they got three yeah. of them. <laughs> so. Yeah. All right. And we question. and we wonder we wonder why we have problems. <laughs> all right. Uh, so new question, Jason. Go ahead. Another, all right. Another question. <laughs> this is from. Give me a second. I'm just scrolling down. Disney gal Cheryl. Is every NASA graduate assigned to a mission eventually, or are there graduates who never launched? I think by mm. graduates they mean astronauts who go through the training who are selected. I believe so yeah. Does everyone fly? Yeah. 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 Almost there. Just about everybody. We had a couple in my class. Uh, we had uh, three people who did not end up flying um, two uh, medical medical issues. And a, a third, I think, just kind of lost interest was doing actually they lost interest, but started getting involved with other things. And there was some delays in the in the flight rate. And uh, so out of my class, uh, all but three out of the 44, including the international people we had, uh, got to fly in space. How about in your class, Garrett? I think you had maybe one, we, one or two. We also make had it. three in my class. Yeah. Um, there were, uh, we first was Patty Hilliard or Patty Robertson. Mm -hmm. She was 
a wonderful person. I really had she was uh, yeah, she's of, great. One of my best friends in my class. She was just mm -hmm. a wonderful, wonderful person. And unfortunately, she was killed in an airplane accident, not involving with NASA, a small airplane accident. Um, mm -hmm. And then so we lost Patty. And then there were two that uh, that that chose not to fly. They could have flown, but didn't. One was Bjarni Trigvason. He quit like in the first week, or like first month. He, he but didn't he doing fly? The, he flew as a payload. Did he fly it before? He flew. Yeah. Up, he flew it. Yeah. Okay. He was a payload yeah. specialist with Canada, so he got kind of one of these kind of like uh, uh, sh like uh, junior members of the crew kind of thing. I don't know how to describe a payload specialist, but anyway, he didn't go through the full training. He didn't become like a full astronaut, but he got trained enough to go and do this one specialty job on on his shuttle flight. And then he got selected to become a full astronaut, and he joined our class. And then he looked at like like our deans there were in your class, Mike. And then he looked at how many <laughs> other penguins there were in my class. He was like, "This got to take forever." I'm out of here. I got other things to do. <laughs> <laughs> I've already been there. Is that what he said? I've seen the earth. Well, there weren't that many right. Canadians. He was on the Canadian line. You know, that's that, that many line Canadians. Moves. Yeah, that line, even slower, that line moves like 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 maple syrup. <laughs> slow, you know, man. you know what line seems to move pretty quick? Are the Italians. I don't know how they yes. do it, but the Italians. They work. They got deals. it figured out. They work yeah, deals. Yeah. yeah, they do. Now the Japanese are flying for every. You know, they got a lot of Japanese guys going yeah. now. They're doing all right. They found an each one. Right. Yeah, that line. That right. line's not. That's a good line to be in. Yeah, right. you, you don't want to be in a Canadian agency. line. Those space agencies are working really well. But anyway, Bjarni. So Bjarni, I, didn't, well, I knew he flew. I didn't even know he was in your class. Is he, did yeah. he make it in for the photo? Well, yeah, yeah he was in he my make... class for like a month. He was in my office. I shared an office with him, and then, and then, and then one day he one wasn't month? there. So did he make yeah. it to the to the to the photo? Did he make it to the class photo? He made it to there? the photo. He made it to the photo, but like not the not the barbecue. <laughs> was he the only Canadian? Was he the only Canadian in your uh, in your class? In my class? No, it yeah. couldn't have been. Maybe he was. Who's the other? So Canadian? we had two. We had we had a couple Canadians. But if he was the only Canadian in your class patch, did you have flags on your class patch? We did. We have all these. We had tons of flags. There was a big country. And do you have the Canadian flag? Is a Canadian flag on that one? I gotta go back and look. There's so many flags on there. Because we we, we, went, we went with Max flag. We looked like the United Nations. Ridiculous. <laughs> but we you got guys, like, we got like, like we got like the flag of of like uh, Luxembourg on there for some reason. I don't know. Too many really? flags. Yeah. You're trying right. to be, you know. Correct about all those things, but Bjarni, you know, he got in the photo, and he may have got his yeah, the Canadian the flag on the patch. What else? He's just missing. The only thing he's missing was a flight. Yeah. So yeah. what? He got and two then, out of three. And then the last guy, the last guy was Neil Woodward. He also decided to leave. He got a job with Amazon uh, while we were waiting after the really? Columbia accident. Yeah, he got a job at Amazon. <laughs> at Amazon? Yeah. He said, "Look, it's just like being an astronaut. They let you pee in bottles." Uh, when <laughs> was, was it for the Christmas rush? Was he yeah, doing it for the Christmas yeah, rush? Yeah, and then he yeah. decided to hang out. He said, what well, he made friends wow. and he, you know, these are nice people. He decided to stay in the warehouse and he's, he's been there ever since. No, he's, an, he's like an executive with them or so. I don't know, but he's, uh, but so everybody else flew. Yeah. All right. Okay. So next question, which music did you guys listen to on the way to the launch pad? This is from Andrew K. Ah, 
We didn't have any music on the way to the launch pad. I know they do that now because now they're driving these fancy Teslas to the launch pad. And they got like, you know, Bluetooth connectivity probably to their suits. And they got like they can rock out with tunes and everything. We had this old van. Remember the van we drove, Mass? It was like a converted it was Airstream. It's an old uh, Airstream. Yeah, no, I don't yeah. even know if they. Yeah, I don't know if they had a radio in that thing. The only I was listening we to what? Uh, I, I was listening to uh, uh, Mike Good uh, hum. Yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, I was telling jokes. I think is what it was. We didn't have any. We didn't have any. Uh, uh, yeah, we didn't have any uh, any music on the shuttle Airstream going out there and that thing. We were, you know, we were concentrating on what we were going to have to do, I guess. And no one, I didn't, I didn't notice there wasn't any music. You know, I don't think we needed any there. Yeah, so, we didn't have any. But, yeah. but actually, what you said is actually true. We were, we, in my 132 class, this, this, this uh, group right here. Oop, I mm-hmm. tapped the wrong side. There's a delay here. This. I knew it. Um, I knew what you meant. All right, this one. Uh, we, we were, just, we were goofing around. The whole way to the, we were laughing silly we were like and they were stupid jokes you know they were like because we were all giddy i think i think the excitement was making us like like giddy schoolboys or something we we're just we we're just laughing at the stupid you know like silly you know uh penis jokes i didn't want to say penis <laughs> jokes but yes they were penis jokes they were uh stuff like that uh and uh and just the, and we were just like cracking up the whole way to the launch pad no music though. All right. Yeah, no music. From Luna uh, Replicas, what is the funniest movie you'd bring to space? The funniest movie? Hmm. Um, I don't. You know, I, well, I, I, I didn't watch. Did you watch? You were in. in you were on a long duration flight, Garrett. So you probably watched movies when you were up there. We got waved off for a couple uh, days uh, on my second mission, and. Uh, so we had free time and and some of my crewmates wanted to watch movies and uh you know i was i was more interested in looking out the window and i remember drew foistel called up on one of those days one of those wave off days and he goes i'm looking at like you know thunderstorms over australia or something and he goes hey mass <laughs> he calls up from the mid deck and I'm like yeah what is it he goes uh, come on down and i go why he goes we're gonna watch nacho libre Oh, that's and, a great movie. You know, yeah, great movie. But I was like, I'm right now I'm viewing the Earth, so I was like, I'll watch it. When, I'll watch it where we land. So uh, yeah, that they, probably that might have been the funniest movie we had on board was Nacho Libre. Yeah. So so a couple of things. About One, you, um, you know, all these astronauts to talk about how um, you are the exception there, Mass. But most astronauts do watch them, even on a shuttle flight. Most astronauts do watch a movie at some point. We did and watch so Star the, Trek. We watched, just to be clear, we watched Star Trek as a crew. Uh, oh, I okay. guess that counts. All right. So there yeah, you go. We were, there you go. So a, even yeah. you, even you. Even I did um, it. Right. Did it. So most, so whenever astronauts come back and they're going on and on waxing poetically about how beautiful the Earth is, ask them, did you ever watch a movie? Because when you watch a movie, you have to <laughs> cover all those windows. Yeah. Right? That, like intentionally put covers in the windows so that you so that you can block out the yeah. light so you can see the movie and you and, and they're going on and on about how beautiful the earth is from space well i covered it all up so i could watch nacho libre <laughs> <laughs> that's what they, but they were in the mid deck they were in the mid deck we didn't cover the windows in the flight deck no they were in the well, yeah, whatever. And i think yeah, we put yeah. something over the access over the access area so right but, I, I uh, think, yeah. In, in, in uh, with the episode we did with Bueno, we talked about how we watched Talladega Nights, and that was like kind of a cultural experience with 
Pierce Sellers and Tony Antonelli. But, uh, well, that's but that was good, funny. That's yeah. a good movie. That's a good but my, Yeah, with that start, the Star Trek thing was, was uh, what happened was it had come out that weekend when we were flying, the, the Star wow. Trek movie. The, the one like, the, the, it was this is in 09. So it was like when that, that new, the kind of the new version of it, where it goes back to the beginning, the building of the spaceship, the Enterprise and all that. Yeah. So it came out while well, we were in space, like the week. And so we couldn't watch it. So someone in a control center or somewhere thought it'd be a good idea to reach out to the filmmakers to show it in, uh, to show it in space, to, to send it. So we had it, they loaded it for us or shipped it up or did something. So we had like this special copy of it that was, you know, given to us by the studio to watch. And so I think we felt like, well, at least we should watch it. And it was actually pretty good. We didn't get to watch it. It was right before our first land, what we thought was going to be our first landing day that night. And we were watching it. And like Scooter was our commander and, and he wanted to get his rest because he had to land the spaceship. So we were like, <laughs> oh, and it came up like in chunks. You know, it came up. It couldn't, it couldn't give us the whole movie all at once for whatever reason, a bandwidth or something. So we'd get like 30 minutes at a time. So we're like, all right, we're only watching 30 minutes. So we'd watch it 30 minutes. Like, oh, come on, can we watch it? So we can't, I think we watched the whole thing, you know, and, and luckily we waved off. I hope we would have been awake, you know, because we were up late watching wheel. this movie. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, you were going to say something else, though, and I think we're almost out of time, as it turns out. Yeah, right. yeah. So, Jason, do, do, if we have a lot of questions, maybe we do a lightning round. We'll give you short answers. All okay. Can, right. Can you give us the... Yeah, I, I don't know if there's any real short answer. Here's one for a quick short, uh, for a quick short answer. Uh, Garrett, how much work Hang on, did not, you do? I just lost Garrett on the phone here. All right. Hang on. Uh, I, I can hear you. Right. I can hear you, Jason. You can keep going. All right. So, Garrett, uh, how much work did you I'm do get for my, All my Mankind? Uh, I do. I do a lot of work uh, for that that show. It's um, uh, as a tech advisor. In fact, later today, I'm reviewing another script uh, for season three, and um, I love it. It's 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 so great working with these guys. The writers is, is, are are super fun. The producers are great, and um, I, I I you know. They, they as a technical consultant, it's hard to know getting into this thing like what you're going to do. But I end up doing a lot of work in the show. I work with the writers. I, I read every script. Uh, I work with the directors. I work with the stunt guys. That come up with the, I work with the visual effects guys. Uh, I work with the audio guys. I work with the props guys. The, the, I get calls from like the hair and makeup people asking me like, well, what do ladies do with their hair in, in when they're doing a spacewalk? I'm like, you're asking the wrong guy. But. Uh, <laughs> You don't even know what guys do with their hair. I know. I know. I don't even know what guys. Yeah. But I'm like, I got a friend I can ask. So I, I called up I called up Karen Nyberg, I think, for that one. But um, but anyway, uh, yes, I do a lot of work with that show. It's, and I love it. Okay. This one is from Vinesh, uh, uh, who has, by, by the way, been one of our uh, most active listeners for the entire podcast, always uh, pointing things cool. out. Big shout out to him. And also to, uh, to Alex uh, Tapia who is one of our three listeners, and we really appreciate those three listeners. Um, <laughs> is there a funny... So, Vinish, is, is there a funny moment you guys have that happened during a re-entry? Hmm. During re-entry? Well, I fell asleep during the beginning of re-entry, apparently. There's a picture of me sitting next to Megan MacArthur, who's in space right now. And I was, <laughs> taking, I was taking a bit of a nap, but it wasn't right at re-entry. I think... Uh, I don't know if this is really funny, but... We used to we used to film the the crew in the cabin and, and we had cameras set up and so on. And I remember holding the mirror. Garrett, do you remember you could do this? You could hold the mirror up to the to the overhead window and see the tail of the space shuttle from there. Mm -hmm. And as you're going through the plasma and it gets like, you know, five thousand degrees outside, it starts to 
more or less, you know, burn red hot, you know, and, and so I remember looking at that, well, that's pretty cool. Like, it looks like the tail is, is bright orange, reddish, like it's on fire almost. And I'm looking, I'm like, I don't want to look at that anymore. <laughs> it was a little scary. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that's I, real. Uh, I don't know if that was really funny, but I, uh, unusual. I, I, I never got to sit upstairs during entry. I got to sit upstairs on the flight deck during launch on my second flight as a flight engineer. But on both of my missions, I was downstairs in the mid deck. So I never got that view. But I listened the whole time to uh, my commander on my second flight. Hawk going on and on about how fast we're going because as you as you get lower in altitude as you're coming in into the atmosphere you still go you actually are speeding up a little bit as you're approaching perigee but also the view looks much more impressive when you're lower if you're in an airplane flying flying fast and low it looks much more impressive out the window than if you go in the same speed up high right and it's just like that in the shuttle as you as you're coming in and you're looking at that window it looks like you're just screaming by and the whole time my commander's going, holy crap, we're really moving. <laughs> and I got to listen to that all the way home. <laughs> all right. I did have one question that was there quickly, which is, what is the best food to have in space? Spaghetti, Jello, what's the best food that you guys enjoyed in space? Hmm. Wait, well, you, you take that one, Mike. You, you, I, uh, you, I know you, yeah, you actually I, like the food. I like the food. I'm one of the few guys, I think, that gained weight in space. I did it twice on both of my missions. I gained like a pound or so. I kind of liked it. Uh, but my, I guess my favorite, I like the Italian food. Uh, and I also, I, you know, lasagna, ravioli was pretty good. Macaroni and cheese. Shrimp cocktail is very popular, I think, because it has like a spicy sauce. And I also took my own stash of biscotti from Michael's Bakery in Brooklyn. <laughs> in space. So that's probably my favorite, was eating my, eating my friend's biscotti in space. Which, which was the most yeah. fun? Out of all of those, which was most the most fun, fun to eat? I think oh, for uh, me, that, yeah, for me, it's like, like putting M&Ms and, and floating M &M. around like you're, you know, like you're, like you're a fish uh, getting or, or playing, playing with your food is what it is. Yeah. So M&Ms, almonds, you can throw at people and you can catch them in your mouth or... But Garrett has a pretty good story. I don't know if he's going to share it, but go ahead. <laughs> I'm thinking of your fish, your Swedish oh, fish. Oh, my fish, the Swedish yeah. fish. I made, I, made yeah. a fi I made my own aquarium by taking some water, squeezing it out of a water bag. And then, and then liquids in zero gravity, just they, because of surface tension, form a ball, like a sphere. And so I made this ball of water floating, and I put the Swedish fish inside. So I had this floating aquarium. It was kind of cool. Um, and uh, But actually, I, I would say... The the M and M things like like Mike said that's always fun to like shoot M and Ms across the cabin try catch them in your mouth, uh, but the thing that we always told people now you have to understand that the bathroom <laughs> in space is not a pleasant experience nor is it highly effective. Okay, pooping is definitely one of the things that is better on Earth. Okay, much better on Earth, and and so one of the things we tell the, the rookies is if you see a brown M&M go floating by, <laughs> before you gobble it up, look for the M. Look for the M. <laughs> That's an important piece of advice. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, ladies and gentlemen, on that note, I think we should – I don't know if we can get better than that. Um all right, no. guys, this was this was a lot of fun. Uh, the amount of uh, response we're having from people is great. We should definitely do another one of these. Um, it was 100% a blast. All right. Um, are you guys ready to, rock, to wrap was, it up? 
It was fun. It was fun having you with us, Jason. Oh, that's a good thing to hear. You Thank know that, for that. Yes. You know the, yeah, a lot of these, you know, a lot of these shows, they have the engineer become part of the show. I know. You yeah. know? And this is the first show that could You'd fail like by having Robbie the Gibbons. engineer. <laughs> I thought we were I thought we weren't talking about stuff from the 1970s. Because <laughs> I was just thinking who like I was gonna who was I thinking, you know, like who who could we mention that would people would you know nowadays would know about it? You know, Ed McMahon. Oh, Ed McMahon. You know? <laughs> there you go. We gotta update our references. I mean, I'm still cracking up over, over uh, Camardo re referencing Johnny Weissmiller and Jack Lalane. Who the hell remembers those guys? And I brought a Buster Crab from like the 1930s. <laughs> Jeez, can we can we please talk about somebody that our listeners might? Anyway, is Robin Givens still working with Howard Stern? I think she is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Robin's... All right. So that's current day. All right, yeah. Cool. All right. Robin. Better. I, I am in good that's company. Good. If that's what I'm compared to. Yeah. There you are. All okay, right. Cool. All right, guys. Uh, why don't you go sign it off, and then I'll wrap this up. All right. Thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. We actually, yeah, we would thank you much more for liking and subscribing than listening. That's much, yeah. that's much more important. <laughs> yes. But thank you, thank you for listening, and uh, uh, it's been a pleasure uh, always with Garrett, and it's kind of fun having Jason with us. And thanks very much for those of you that submitted questions. My guess is we couldn't get to all of them, but maybe we'll do this again uh, and maybe a couple times more. Who knows if uh, you like it, we'll we'll do it again. This is the first time we tried the Q&A, so thanks for helping us out. And by, yeah. uh, by the way, we totally forgot to say that tomorrow we have Bill Nye, a podcast with Bill Nye. Oh, man, that's, that's, the <laughs> that's the whole reason for doing this. We're like two stupid astronauts. The whole reason we we're doing this is to tell you that we have a special guest on tomorrow's podcast. Bill Nye, the science guy, is going to be with us, uh, premiering tomorrow, 5 o'clock Eastern, tomorrow being Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, 5 o'clock Eastern. Tune in. You're, it's, uh, you're not going to want to miss this one. Yeah, Bill's, Bill's a, a great guy, and uh, he, he tells us some great <laughs> stories. So, And he got his start in comedy, so you'll hear a little bit about that, too, if you listen in, and, and about some of the other things he thinks about. So he was nice enough... <laughs> To come on board the podcast, and uh, we're gonna—you'll be able to hear him tomorrow, as we said, five o'clock on Two Funny Astronauts on wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys. Let me Tune in. All, right, guys. All right. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for the reminder about the Bill Nye thing. <laughs> All uh, right, it's huge. And really, it up. folks, that's the whole reason we. Go